think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem either. All right. I'm saying should we like, arm wrestle for it though? No, I literally I'll we should kiss you on the mouth right now. I'm saying like I'm not interested in arm wrestling. You're a jacked young man. I happen to be strong. It's it's deeper than that. They don't call you Little Sam Hunter for any <laughs> particular reason. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, dude. So get you know changing subjects because I think this is what we were talking about maybe might be an off-topic conversation. Mm. Uh, I hosted for Eaton Finance last weekend. Good times. Yes. I, I think I went three for four in total of the shows. Hell yeah. Uh, just like the late show. Dude, the worst part about hosting anytime you're in a club or like there's a well-attended audience mm-hmm. is if there's a God mic, which is, is at the creek, yep. and they go, all right, turn your phones off, don't talk, suck your mother's dick, and they go, are you guys ready for a show? Mm-hmm. And you hear like, like a hundred people and you hear like nine claps you're like yeah. fuck and you go alright how about it for Sam Hunter and everyone's like uh, you're like you're just walking on stage like dog yeah I am fucked the Saturday late show dude it's well it, it's, I was feeling so high okay and I walk on stage and I'm like Craig in the game what's going on and everyone's yeah. like ah, hey and I'm like, dude, I'm fucked. Like, I'm fucked because I'm not, like, a fun guy. Yeah. I do, like, material. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my material sucks right now. Yeah. So I really need the fucking crowd to be like, yo, let's go. It's just, it's insane. I mean, there, so handling, there's two things that are the scariest, I think, mm. right? Even for, like, well-seasoned motherfuckers, like, guys that have been tenured and have done, like, the road dog circuit and fucking, you know, they've been around. It's a cold room and a dead room. Yeah. A cold room. Hosting sucks. Out, but, I mean, it, 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 it definitely depends on the night and the performer. But that's another fucking, that's a whole other level of, like, it's not jokes now. It's your, it, it's, the, the test is, can you bring can you bring some shit? Like, can you really bring fire energy to a fucking room full of people that are like, we're fucking hammered and whatever you say is whatever. I'm I'm talking to my girlfriend. It's her birthday. It's my girlfriend's birthday. I can't, I can't talk in a comedy show. I can't talk. It's like, oh, that's the one thing you can't do. Yeah, dude, you get the, you get the, you know, the the girl and the guy that are out on their like third date and she's finally comfortable enough to get blackout drunk like she does every weekend and he's like, you can't talk out like that. You can't talk. And she's like, right. you're man. It's 2022. You can't tell me what I, I can. I can do. I'll do whatever Dude, I want. Dude. I got. Yeah, I got. I so I went on stage. I'm like, hey, I'm a fucking fat retard, huh? Anyone? <laughs> and then I go, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> and this one lady was sitting by herself in the second row with pink hair. I was like, hey, I'm from Connecticut. And she was like, boo. And I was like, and I wasn't mad. Because if I say I'm from Connecticut, if someone applauds, yeah, applauded, yeah, yeah, applauses, applauds, 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 but dude, you're, I never thought you're in, definitely retarded. Am I too high right now? I'm no, 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 no you're high? good. You're good. I was gonna I'm say Gucci. the fact. Oh, that sounds better. Good, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds okay. better. I'm not cracking as much. Um, we can do crack. You, if you the want. fact that you corrected me on a word, I never thought would happen in my entire life. So, congratulations. Anyway. A guy named Chad corrects grammar. Dude, congratulations. Uh, the sky is ready to open. So, this pink-haired bitch. I go, hey, I'm from Connecticut. And she goes, boo. 
And I'm like, yes, perfect, because I don't like being from Connecticut. So whether it receives praise or not, I'm ready to just talk to the person because it's going to help my set because I have opinions ready to go no matter what. And I go, oh, my gosh, this lady, she just booed. Why do you not like Connecticut? And she just goes, nah. She's like, yeah, no, no, for no reason. I just booed. I I just wanted to fuck up your entire, like, (laughs) headspace, whatever you were thinking about, whatever you had in your brain that you were excited about. Yes. Your whole day. Yes. And Dude, a lot of audience members are, like, abusive fathers. They just come home from work pissed off, and they just, they're ready to take their day out on you. Oh, yeah. For sure. And this was, this was the Saturday Late Show I was talking about. Yeah. We're like, are you ready for a show? And everyone's like, I guess. And this lady boos me, and I They're go, like, no, Perfect. you just spilled paint in the garage. We're ready to put cigarettes out on your arm. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, yeah, this bitch, dude, she was like, nah, I don't really know. I just wanted to boo you. Yeah. Like, anyway, I'm fat. That's huh? a fun That's game. Crazy. Yeah. Isn't, I'm so fat. Isn't that fun? And, like, immediately tried to switch gears. It was fucked up, but... So uh, Lucas opened up for Brian Posehn at, yeah. uh, at dude, Lucas is the fucking man at Vulcan. He's crushing, dude. He's really he the, came the, here. He came here with a very specific purpose, and that was look like Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, post transition, sure, and crush it. Be on snooty, all of the shows still. and comedy, dude. He's. I mean, people think he's snooty, but every time I've hung out with that dude, he's been nothing but sweet. No, the snooty, the snooty is me. Is like you know, people telling you you're a bro. When you're not a bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are, but like not in the bro way. It's the first touch way. pass. It's like yes. it's, it's first pass, kind of like very arm's length yes. fucking perception. It's like, I like, get your that. Your name's Chad. You're wearing a backwards hat. You're a fucking bro, which you are to an extent. They're not wrong, but there's more to you. It's people like me, you know, talk to me, and be like, oh, you're an asshole. Hey, dude, it's thank like, you I'm for not, looking I'm deeper, bro. God damn. I'm feeling this right now. <laughs> And so Lucas, he actually featured the first two shows for Finance last weekend, which I hosted. And I have hit him up in the past. We've talked briefly, and I was always like, ah, this guy doesn't really fuck with me. Yeah. And he's, he's just the man. Yeah. He's just the man. Well, so it, to tie this all back around, I'm this gay. motherfucker, yeah, yes. you're a full-blown homosexual, and fuck. thank God it's 2022. Shit. Because um, <clears throat> where you were born in the Northeast, they would have mm-hmm. probably fucking burned you at a stake. Sure. Um, if there's enough black people, sure. Facts. Uh God damn. Sorry. So he's hosting at Vulcan uh, and goes up and does his first like five minutes and mm-hmm. like 30 seconds into his material. This chick at the back is like screaming shit out. Darian happens to walk by in that moment, turn around and go and shush her. And there's like only I think uh, I think in that show, Mason was saying there was only like 60 people in the room. Okay. And he like trying to fucking, you know, make a, a li- make light of it. So like bring down the tension goes, yeah, you see what happens? See what happens? See what happens when you yell out? Yeah. The opposite happens. And everyone's like, well, fuck, I guess we can't react to anything uh. and shut the, en- I mean, th- th- that's the general consensus is he just shut the energy in the room off. Right. And he was able to dig himself out, but there was like a sure. one or two or three minute fucking piece where it was like, yeah, yeah, yo, and that's such a fucking hole to dig out of, dude. Um, oh, dude, of course, because it's a cold show to begin with. Yes, it's Brian Posehn's crowd, which is like incels. Yeah, 
like fucking Dude, these my, kids my, left home and got off of Reddit and fucking yes. D D. Like there, I mean, he's a hilarious motherfucker, but yes. it's definitely like he a is unbelievably funny. Dude, it is the alt scene to the exactly to the fucking nine. It's an alt scene in a giant room. Yes, in a ceiling that's forty thousand feet high. A lot of echo. Alt scenes are like you need to be like literally about to kiss someone. Yep. to make them laugh. Hundred percent. So I feel you on that. Yeah, no, dude. My my the district manager for the job I work for, he saw Posein. He was like. It was like he wrote everything for me, man. Like, I just love music. And it's like, yeah, dude, you're a dork. Dude, he's... Yes, he's hilarious, but his audience is dorks. Yes. It's like, if I... I I mean, I'm like a degree separated from them. Mm -hmm. Like, if I just wore like a fucking Metallica shirt and not this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Posein. I love Posein anyway. Yeah. But, you know, I played sports. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... To be, they're they're just they're just shy. Yeah, is what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. He has a crowd that is just shy. So for Lucas to be like, "Hey, don't yell out," and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, but he kind of looks like one of their people. I feel like they should have <laughs> rocked with him. Well, anyone should rock with Lucas because he's just like a nice good guy. Fucking, he's man. he's funny as fuck. But no, yeah, no doubt. It's just that's the thing, man. Here's what I've noticed in Austin. Is it is headliner based audiences? Mm. There's not. It's because it's so new and there's so many clubs opening up. Yeah, it's not like New York or LA where it's built into the city. And because the, the, everyone is moving, like everyone's moving here. There's so much new industry. There's nothing that is solidified in Austin. Yeah. So it's just a lot of cunts being like. I'll check this out. Yeah. I don't really know what this is. Or they're like, I know this person and I'm a diehard. So when the host goes on stage, it's like, hey, don't yell out. Everyone's like, I don't know what to do now. If you really, dude, if you unpack this scene as I'll opposed to, <laughs> dude, you have, Sorry. you have so much car heart. It's unbelievable. It's almost unstoppable. Dude, I'm going to have a car heart attack. You're the Hello. biggest post-sane I've ever seen. Uh, That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this, this fucking, this, uh, this city and the audiences here, like, are nothing compared to most places. I feel like it's, people are going to talk shit no matter what. And mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, that was hard. And it's like, yeah, but really, like, be, uh, be a little more fucking, uh, Open, be, be, like think outside of yourself and yeah. your generation, and think about a dude like Bill Hicks that was fucking going up talking about the most edgy and like taboo shit you could ever imagine in a place like Austin or Dallas or Houston in the eighties. This motherfucker was talking about right. abortion and you know uh, uh, like the liberal agenda and like turning people's minds around on a lot of fucking hot button topics in the height of people being like, "No, this is America. Go fuck yourself." In right. in a state like Texas, yeah. and like, listen, uh, you know, you can hear like, there's a lot of stories about that dude going up, walking three quarters of the room, and just sitting in it and going. Yeah, that usually walks about 90% of them and just yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. owning it. And it's like, I think that's the difference between like new guys that have done it for five minutes and older guys that are a little more fucking vetted. You know, it's like, and I'm yeah. one of the new guys. I, right. Dude, I, I'll i get up and you fucking, you want to talk about 10 things and you get through two and it's not going your way. And you're sure, like, sure. I need to do something immediately. Well, it must be exciting for you. 
Because you moved from where? Uh, so I was in I was and in I'm Brooklyn. Not, I'm not trying to hijack your podcast. No, not at all. Okay. So you were in Brooklyn. I mean, God, Brooklyn stinks. Austin stinks too. I mean, it's just people. It's people who are spoiled. I didn't it's know you people, were a nihilist. Come on. Everything sucks. No, Life that, is that's pointless. not how I feel. I actually loathe those people. Like people like worshipped Tim Dillon because he was like, everything sucks. The world's gonna end. Oh, oh. it's like, dude, fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Honestly, kill yourself. Like. He's just such a spoiled cunt. I hate listening to him. Fair. You know, I just can't stand it. And, like, people who love... I've had to tell multiple of people who were my friends who texted... Like, reached out to me to be like, dude, I'm suicidal. I'm like, mm. here, here's step one. Stop listening to Tim Dillon. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. You're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking fat piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I am, too. I'm not on a giant platform saying everything's going to end and my fucking dad's gay. I am to an extent. However, it's just like, here's the thing. So I worked with Tim once, right? I hosted for him. And I walk in the green room, and I he was like probably had four shows in that weekend. I only opened for like two mm-hmm. because someone got sick or who cares. And I walk in the green room to be like, to be a courteous host as a young comic, mm-hmm. to be like, what would you like your intro to be? Because I'm yeah. being nice and respectful. And he goes, oh, hey, oh, what's your name? Oh, cool. I'm on my agent right I'm on the phone with my agent right now telling him I never want to come back here. Tell him I want to get uh, tell the crowd I want to kill myself before I go on stage. And I'm like, okay. I'll see you later, man. Like it's, good, hey, it's good talk. It's not that deep. It's not. Mm-hmm. And then I host, I have a good set, and afterwards he's like, You're all right. And I'm like, dude, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like fuck you. Mm-hmm. You think you're God. Because you're a fucking fat gay bitch from Long Island mm. smoking cigs, being like, I'm right about everything. This is so crazy. It's like, yeah, dude, you're talented. No doubt. You're funny as fuck. That does not mean that owes you the right to be a piece of shit to strangers. That's what I hate about show business. That's what I hate about comics. That's what I hate about people mm-hmm. is if they have one thing that's desirable amongst anybody, that just means they think they're allowed to just be the worst person on earth sure. to strangers. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you are scum. You are shit. I mean, sure, you make $2 million a year on Patreon. I I think society would be better if you were dead. Mm. And I'm I, you're, Chad, you're biting your lip. I don't know if you wanted Tim Dillon on this podcast. I'm sure I just ruined those possibilities. I thought I got the the second best thing. Like I was, sure. I reached out to Tim Dillon, and he couldn't be here. So I was like, who can I find that's like just like a Dillon adjacent? Dude, I and mean, you said yes, <laughs> which blew my mind. Because I'll read you this review from uh, – th- these are a couple of reviews that I found online from your uh, your comedy career, which, like, is fucking exploding. Fuck no, no, it's awesome. Get the fuck out of here, uh, dude. Y- dude, you're blowing up. Uh, you're insane. Where dude, is this from? This is from Variety Magazine in Los Angeles. You're a piece uh, of shit, dude. Sam Hunter is the biggest thing that happened to the black comedy community since Patrice O'Neill's passing. Patrice left a huge hole that only Sam could fill. How do you how do you feel about that, dude? This is another one from the Gotham Gazette. Uh, oh Sam God. Hunter kills so hard on stage he's being investigated for the murders of Thomas and Martha Wayne. 
that's Batman's parents, dude. They're not even real. How the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck. That Patrice thing got me good. Yeah, what else you got, Chubby? What do you mean? No, what else? You got more reviews? I just pulled up the two. I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> that Patrice thing. Oh, man. I was not expecting that. All right, we're going in. Welcome to the Cultivator of Weird Podcast. I'm here with Big Sam Hunter. Yeah. Coming live from Austin, Texas. Wait, you're telling me we're starting now? This is, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to, we're going to clip in some of that other shit, but yeah. All right, let's go. We're starting right now. All right. Fuck. I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel good? (laughs) Yeah. That was meant to pump you up, dude. Uh, You're okay. You're the next Patrice. Yeah, I'm the next Patrice, dude. Women are gay. Women are terrible. I'm the next Patrice. Yeah. I do hate women. So we were talking it's about bad. this before. Um, you're. I hate women who don't want to fuck me, dude. That's almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> People wonder why white men uh, do all kinds of crazy shit, like shoot up schools, and it's like, well, fuck us more. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, There's, like, one simple answer. It's like, you know, milk the bear. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. Give it up. No, women are gay, but, like, I'm starting to realize that it's not their fault. There should be a new church for... It should be called uh, the Incel Temple, and it should sure. just be, like, a cult where incels can go, uh-huh. and you, you, like, devote your life to it. They take all of the money you've ever earned... In your whole mm. life, because you're not fucking, so you're definitely doing something okay. productive, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, because like guys, like real pussy hounds, they're so consumed regularly with just trying to bang chicks. Yeah, what's that like? Right, that they're not they're not really concentrating so much on developing wealth and furthering themselves as a person. Right. If you're an incel, that's all you have time for. It's like that and, like, online video games and sure. commenting on shit on YouTube and Reddit. I mean, that's a good time, though. It's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> trolling is a pastime. That well, no, here's the thing. If there was an incel church, I would like to be the conversion therapist of incel. Fair enough. Okay. Because I would want to be like, guys, I know you're all set with women and you feel like you can't fuck and it's not your fault. I just wish I could be the spokesperson of like, guys, I have tits bigger than almost all of the women I have had sex with. It is your fault. Yes. You stink. Yeah. You just stink. Yeah. Like you need to change. That is the most resounding comment you hear from dudes that aren't getting laid is, uh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong and it's their fault. I, but, but, uh, and it's like, no, it isn't buddy. No, it isn't. (laughs) I know. But like it, 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 there isn't okay. So I work with this guy. He called himself the Lone Wolf. So I deliver liquor. Step right? one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bro. So I deliver liquor, and when it was time to go out in the trucks and train and deliver liquor to bars and restaurants, mm-hmm. everyone else on the staff was like, "Yeah, we'll sit in the car together. We'll fucking carry the shit in, whatever." And they were like nice and cordial, and like you know, at this place it's usually like this, and at that place your mom's gay. And with this guy, when the supervisor were like, "Hey, you know." To save his name, Chris is his name. Sure. You're going to train Sam. And he's like, nah, I'm kind of more of like a lone wolf, so I can't do it. So he, like, denied the training. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. This guy is in his mid-30s. He's fucking jacked. Mm. It's not like he's, like, a fat pile of shit. Mm -hmm. He is fucking 
shredded. Yeah. Decent looking guy, makes okay money. He has a job, you know, he's not rich, but he has a job that yeah. pays okay. And all day, he's like, God, you know, some of the uh, loneliest animals on the planet are just like so powerful. It's so crazy. And he's just like talking to me. And, like, all of his coworkers about how he doesn't get pussy or yeah. meet anybody. Meanwhile, he's like, I'm thinking about getting a sex toy for my cat because I think my cat's lonely. And we all just have to be like, cool, man. That's that's awesome. Bro, I'm telling you, this guy's lats are out to his fucking ears, bro. Sure. He's shredded. Yeah. And he's been in Austin his whole life, which, by the way, if you haven't, you know, if you don't live in Austin, this town is packed full of bad bitches. Yeah. They're falling out of buildings like it's, they're being created inside. Like dude, it's a fucking it's insane. factory of like they like. And there's they, not a lot of hot every, guys. Every fifth building in Austin is just a factory that builds dude. hot blonde and brunette women with tattoos, it's, jean shorts, and cowboy boots on. Well, the best thing about they're Austin, fucking everywhere. The best thing about Austin is like there's so many beautiful Mexican women here. Yeah, that the white girls can't keep up, so mm-hmm. they have to get like artificial. Like evidence to prove they're hot. Oh sure. So, it, like you just see a Mexican girl walking down the street, thick, long, like jet black hair. Yeah. Curvy, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like they just wake out of you know up from bed, and that's how they are. Mm. And these white bitches are just like regular white blonde bitches. So they have to get like lip filler. They have to get fake tits. You're not they in San Diego anymore, sweetheart. Exactly. Yeah. No. They have to go to the gym and do cardio a thousand fucking miles a day. And the men here are shit. Suck. They're either hot and yeah. retarded yeah. or they're ugly and retarded. Mm-hmm. So if you have any personality or any skill or any sort of attraction, you, bro, I, if, for those of you listening, audio only, which there's no cameras around, so I think it's audio only. I am 6'1", not going to brag, 340. I have tits bigger than your mother. I walk into a bar in Can Austin. Vouch for that. I've sucked them. Thank you. I walk into the, a bar in Austin. And I'm like, I might be the hottest guy here. Meanwhile, there's 40 of the baddest bitches you've ever seen in your life surrounding the place. You know how you when, Okay. So they, they, there's a lot of realizations that you have as you grow up as a man. And one of the main ones that I think if you don't get married in high school. Sure. Uh, because you're a fucking loser and you just pay attention to whatever weird clock everyone sets on life. Like, you know that weird clock that your parents try and fucking set in your head? Like, you have to graduate, you're graduating high uh, college this year, and then you, you know, you have your fun. You go and you, you travel Europe, or you get a good job, and you meet a nice girl, and then you get married by the time you're 28, and you have kids by the time you're 30, and blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're not one of those fucking losers, you realize very quickly that your life can be so fucking interesting as long as you are interesting. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how you look. Yeah. Women are so amazing in that they could care less for the most for the most part about the good ones. Yeah. How you they, they'll get past that. Bro, if, if they you're can get interesting. Past my tits, they can get past anything. Anything. Anything, dude. <laughs> yes. No, uh, it, it's true. It really is. <laughs> no, it's, and it's and so many guys are like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's like everything, dude. Bro, talk. You, you think you're you think you're gonna go to a bar and bring a girl home by explaining why your fucking Bitcoin profile? Like, why? And most guys, that's that's another thing that dudes lean on finance, financial sure. success. Yes, be self sufficient. Have your shit together to yes. a certain degree. Yes. 
but they could give a fuck, dude. If you can pay for dinner and drinks out, the, like the you couple have, times a week that you guys both have a free night off, yeah, that's all they give a fuck about. You have a fighting chance. Yeah, you got. Well, you, you're, you you're, have a fighting you're, chance. You're in the ring. You're in the ring. You're probably gonna get knocked out at some point. <laughs> oh my god! But you can I've throw. But you can bro. throw a couple of fucking blows. You know what I mean? Did we just make this an incel conversion podcast. This so welcome to the incel conversion therapy podcast. Man. The ICT. Because it's two sides of the table. I mean, we're literally sitting on two sides of the table. You're a, a good-looking man, in shape. You got some strong muscles. You got some tattoos. I want to end this you right now so we can just finish whatever I mean, we just started. I'll fuck right now. <laughs> you drive a nice car. You're a sweet guy. From what I can tell, you're a good guy. I try. The other end of this, I'm ugly as hell. Duh. I'm broke. Hold on. Hold on. Quit with hold that on. shit. Hold on. I mean, it's objective. I'm broke. I have no family. I'm gay. Hold no family. Wait. Hang on a second. Huh? How dare you say you don't have any family? Who, bro? I'm sitting five feet away from you. Come on. Don't make me go Vin Diesel right now. <laughs> it's all about family. We, do we have any Coronas I mean, in the fridge, dude? That is. I'll put a wife beater on and fucking take you to Mexico right now. and We'll start a whole new thing. The point is, I'm full-blown retarded and I'm fat as hell and women still like talking to me. Yeah. So if you have, if you think like, oh my God, women are so boo. It's like, bro, you got to look inward just a touch. Yeah. Also... I know people shit on Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious being like, it's all about family. As someone with that one, yeah. it kind of is. Family's oh, I all know, right. I know it's corny. I know family, if you have one, is complicated. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, well. That's what. Everybody wants what want, they can't bro. have. That's a good point. Depends on your family. I can't refute that. It really depends on your family. I looked out. I have a pretty decent family. Why do you keep looking at my tits? What do you mean? What? Don't fucking don't let him hang there. <laughs> what, don't I put don't, him right in my face. I don't know what you. Oh, okay, here's a quick story. We can go back to family. Sure. I was at a wedding last weekend in Pennsylvania, and uh, one of the guys in the wedding party. I was at the wedding party. And you I got married you know, again. You got married again. Fuck, dude. <laughs> at the after party, one of the guys in the party passed out in the grass like three different times. Sure. And everyone, the third time, everyone was like. We're scared he's gonna die. Yeah. So can someone get him up? And me being the biggest fucking retard there, I picked him up. I walked him over to a park bench and sat him down. Yeah. The first thing he was said, he was like, "Sam, get your tits out of my face." <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I will beat you the just fuck out of you." You turn around, you went, I, "He's not gonna die from the drinking. I might yeah. murder him." Well, because I was wearing like a tank top. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, yeah. I, maybe I was showing a little bit of cleavage, dude. Yeah. Sometimes I like it. And what of it? I just saved your life. What, if, bro? I was like, dude, I, I just walked away. You should have pulled one out and tried to put it in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah. You're not thinking straight. You, you need want, to you need to eat something. Yeah. You, want some milk? <laughs> Bro, you need some protein before you get back to Earth, bitch. Oh, you shit. want some fucking milk? And yeah, dude, when he said it to me, I was crushed. Yeah. And I also wanted to be like, dude, I will punch your head off your body. Yeah. I just picked you up off the earth. All right, You're so, so blacked out. This has been uh, we, we've been fucking around a bunch, but I, I now actually it's time, it's time to get a serious business. Well, I, because I I, uh, I say this all the time, but like I we've spent like many many days drinking and hanging out, and the comedy scene is such that like you fuck around and you tell dick stories and jokes with like a bunch of guys and you sure. you have beers, but you never actually fucking talk about anything. Legitimate. Uh-huh. It's all fucking, you know, surface ego bullshit. You're one of the reasons I like you. You're, you're a Northeastern guy. Sure. Yeah. 
where, where are you from specifically? I was born in Toronto, but I lived in Connecticut most of my life. Let's go. So, uh, you know, very uh, white, egotistical fucking oh, area. Sure. You know, it, it's, it, it is the wonder bread of the East Coast, I would say. I would disagree, but sure. Yeah, no, that's I fine. Can, it's I my can, podcast, it's so podcast. shut the fuck you up. You got it. No, I'm done. Uh, I'm so, but you're an extremely, like, grounded motherfucker. Like, when I talk to you, I go, all right, this guy is not in his, he's not in, he's not in his head. He's not about himself. You, you do project that every once in a while, but it's, it's, it's a fucking bit, you know, like you fuck around, you have, but you're genuinely a very fucking nice guy. I think you're, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, and, and so when everybody that, you know, I talk to in the comedy scene tries to fucking shit on you, I'm like, no, this is a, he's a good dude. I'm, yeah, I'm messing with you. No, 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 it, no. I hear you. Legitimately. I and don't like doing comedy here. No. And you're talented <laughs> as fuck. Um, but you, uh, you, you are, you are. Yeah. If you pull, pull those gym shorts down off, I'll, I'll keep fucking, we'll do this the real way. Uh, no. So Connecticut by way of Toronto. And then like, what was growing up like, dude? Were you like, were, were you just fucking smashed in between a bunch of other white bros and you had to like figure your way through it? Like what, what the fuck? Yeah, kind of. What made you how you are? Uh... Well, that's the complicated thing. Because you're good. I mean, you're good at finding a laugh. Like, that was one of the first things. We sat down for probably five minutes when we first met, and Uh it was like we were immediately fucking around and telling stories and like. Sure. So you have to have been around the block a bunch of times. Well, I just, I was just like the new kid a lot. Ah. Yeah, I was the new kid a lot. Uh, I mean, my childhood sucks. Do we got to talk about this? I will. No. Uh, no, we don't have to. If, if you're asking me what made me, um, let's go. So, born in Mississauga, Ontario, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-A-U-G-A, Ontario. Yeah, we'll cut that. Cut that. <laughs> uh, nine days before my third birthday, my mom dies. And my dad, who's already prone to being a crazy guy, just mm-hmm. lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Both my parents, only children. Mm-hmm. So no aunts, no uncles, no cousins. Very small family already. Mm. My mom dies. My dad's feeling a ton of pressure from both of, like, my, you know, his parents, which he was raised by a single mom. So yeah. there's no dad there. Make a family even smaller. He's feeling a lot of pressure from his in-laws, from his own mom. And he just loses his mind, by the way. They ran a very successful media company. In Canada. The two of them? Yes. No they shit. They were partners. My mom was fucking smart, as far as I'm told. Uh-huh. So in like 90, somewhere in the 90s, Mazda was unveiling their new uh, hydrogen car. Okay. And they were holding the seminar in Toronto. The CEO was going to give the speech in front of the whole seminar. My mom wrote that speech. Huh. Like, she was like a badass bitch. Gotcha. And so they had this thing called Hunter Multimedia, which is like a big independent company. It's a dope name, by the way. (laughs) Hell yeah, it is. And my dad was the face. He was like the fucking, he had a story, he had a joke, he had a fucking nipple. But my mom like really ran the shit. So when she goes, like she not only ran the household, Mm -hmm. she ran the company, she passes. And my dad's like, dude, I am not equipped for this. Yeah. He loses his shit, moves to the U.S. We end up somewhere on the border of Massachusetts and Connecticut. He ends up getting with the doctor who delivered me, this woman named Nancy, who is still married and had two kids. She was so, like, if, if she can carry that baby, she can carry this family. 
I guess, dude. So, and my mom, when she was alive, was always, like, skeptical that my dad was cheating on mm. her with this bitch. And my dad swears this day that he didn't. I believe him. And Always so they, side with the boys. Well, I mean, my dad's a weird guy. But in this, I, I believe him. I okay. believe that fair he, enough, fair he adored my fucking mom. And so they move away. This bitch is still married, though. So I have a new mom and new siblings in a new country, and I'm, like, four years old. Holy shit. So, but she's still married. Uh-huh. And they went to a lawyer to be like, how can we get married, but, like, they don't fuck her husband over. And the lawyer was like, if you guys want to be together, either the husband or, like, the new mom is going to get deported. You cannot be together. So huh. they're gone. They're out of the picture. My dad. She re- bails. She's dude. Goes she, back to Canada. She didn't know. She stayed in Connecticut. Oh. She stayed married, but she didn't want to get deported. So my new mom and new step siblings are now gone now. Okay. My dad remarries a lady who worked for him in the company. Mm-hmm. They move. We all move. So and then she has three kids. Yeah. So now I have a new, new mom, new new step siblings. And we move again. So I'm in a new, new town. And she was like a super alcoholic and like cokehead. Mm. She like before they got married, she was the shit. She was like, yo, you want a fucking snack? You want, you know, a hug? You want to watch Sports Center? Yeah, she was working Let's her way go. in. Let's go. She was working her way in. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second that house was bought, everything was in my dad's name. The car was in my dad's name. Everything's in my dad's name. The second they said I do, she started beating the fuck out of us. The coke became way more apparent. She was just crushing drinks. She was a piece of shit. Dude. So this is new, new mom. So this is where you learn to, like, fight chicks. I mean, I have been beating up women my entire life. And, you, well, and you're good at it. It really came, let's, it let's came be naturally. Clear. Sam Hunter yes. can beat the fuck out of a chick. I don't And with hit, precision. I don't hit men. No. I only hit women. Nope. But it, it, I, I, wouldn't even, I wasn't even ha- – I didn't even need to, like, learn this. This no. has come naturally to me. Yeah, dude. It, you know what the saddest I thing is? I just see a bitch, and I'm like, oh, she could get a right hook right now. It's the saddest thing for guys in our generation is that they stop bringing us telephone books to the front porch. I know. It's unbelievable. What do we do now? Dude, it's like, oh, hey, you overcooked the eggs. Yeah, I got to tape a bunch of Amazon boxes together. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, if someone overcooks the potatoes, there's no telephone book yeah. to be had. What are we going to do? We got to bring it back. We got to start getting yeah. back to the old ways. Yeah. Child labor. Just hitting women. There we go. Having a good time. <laughs> she Every- tripped. <laughs> <laughs> she has a fucking stake over her eye. She tripped. Not because she fucked up the eggs. Honey, I'm telling you, we need a two-story house. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not doing one of we these single-level st- pieces of shit. We need a two-story house. So when I punch you in the head, I can tell you you fell down the you're stairs. Worth, you're, worth, you're worth more than this. <laughs> Chad, come on. We're having a serious podcast right now. I'm Listen, I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. You're I want to apologize to all men out there who feel obligated to buy two-story homes. hitting women. It's terrible. I know. This no, is, it's I fine. I feel bad about they this. They deserve it. But so we leave her, mm. but we're so afraid of her. And my dad was, like, legit afraid that my sister would, like, kill her. That's a joke, just in case, you know, parry to law, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> that my dad doesn't, like, bring up, like, straight divorce. Uh-huh. 
She goes away. Her kids, her kids are at their dad's house for the weekend. Okay. She's at book club, Mm -hmm. which is like a white suburban, you know, house moms just doing coke and like fucking sucking to those tits. So that sounds awesome. It does sound awesome, dude. God, it sounds so fun. Be a fly on the wall. <laughs> oh, if I <laughs> come on now, if I, I if, if I was presented to win the lottery, I'd go yeah. to a fucking rich suburban white lady. Ha- anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's me, and my sister in the house. My dad's coming home from work, and he calls my sister. Gills the house phone. My sister picks up, and he's like, "Hey, you need to get garbage bags. Put anything that's important to you in a garbage bag because we're fucking going." Mm. So my dad, without telling us, rented a condo on the other side of town, like mm-hmm. this piece of shit condo. And we're like, oh, shit, really? I'm like eight. She's 10. My dad comes home. Me and my sister use all the garbage bags already. So my dad had like one garbage bag for like a grown man's, like, you know, suits and shoes and jewelry and like belongings. Holy Meanwhile, shit. me and my sister were like, you know, putting fucking baseball cards and like figurines in our <laughs> shit. So my dad gets home. He's like, fuck it. I'll make it happen. And we go to Boston Market. We get a rotisserie chicken, which fucking ruled. God damn that mac and dude, cheese, boy. Woo, old school Boston Market. Baby. I know they fell off a little bit, but that, that shit like slapped dude, when they first that was came like out. The new Boston Market. The sides. Oh, the mac and cheese. The mac and, and cheese. The chicken dude. was unfucking real. So me, I just as an came in my pants a little bit. I'll clean it up. So thank you. Me as an eight year old, I don't know what's going on, but I mean that mac and cheese is fucking hidden. Dog. Yeah. So we go to Sears. We all get sleeping bags, and we sleep on the floor. That night, and we do it for like a week or so. My dad loses a job, goes through a messy divorce. He has no money. We were like in absolute poverty after being born into like money. Yeah. With like my parents owning a company. Holy shit. Mom dies, new mom doesn't work, new new mom doesn't work. Now we're just like, I mean, bro, you know those aluminum tables you get when you go camping to like hit outside? Oh, yeah. That was our kitchen table for two years. Like we were fucked. I remember my sister... Because she's a thick person like myself. Yeah. I'm fat. She is in shape, but still thick because of our body types. Yeah. And she was like, dude, this poor girl was in middle school, and she put on these shorts she had to wear for softball, and she was like, dad, these don't fit, and I ripped the tag off. I thought my dad was going to beat this bitch's head in, because that's $20 we did not have. Yeah. It was wild. So we're in super poverty. We're scraping by. And my dad meets a new, new, new bitch. So he drops me up at softball, or sorry, softball. What am I, gay? Basketball practice. He doesn't want to go home because he was fighting with my sister. And he meets a lady in the coffee shop. They end up getting it together. They end up getting married. And we move again. Your dad, can I just say this? <laughs> my dad has been crushing pussy your his old, whole But life. your old man is probably... One of the bravest people I've ever... You should write... Sure. Someone needs to write... Clint Eastwood needs to write a movie about this motherfucker. Dude, he's... He's going triples on rolling the dice. Insane. He's just like, all right, the first time we hit we hit three the hard way, right? Yeah. Like high odds, but we nailed it. Yes. We made a lot of money. Sure. Snake eyes, seven <laughs> craps out, and then fucking snake eyes again. And he's like, you know where I'm going? You know where I'm going, kids? Daddy's going back to the dice table. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't give a fuck. We're going to keep fucking rolling. We're just going to keep the bones rolling. Doesn't give a fuck. I fucking love your dad. I haven't even met him, and I love him. You would love him. God he damn is the it. Man. 
He is the man. I mean, I do a bit where I'm like trying to tell people. Uh, and they that? and they that's I think you said it perfectly. You don't even need to. <laughs> so he was even married before my mom. Of course. he So was. this dude is married five times. There's a term. There's a singular term, I think, that we can. I mean, not even generously, just attach. What's sure. your father's name? Steve. To Steve. Sure. Coxman. Dude. I know, and I'm trying to do this bit right now. Yeah. And it's working, but it's not. Unless I got my dick from my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Steve's has a chode. Like, Steve has a chode. <laughs> There's no way he has good enough dick to lock down five. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. Five lifelong commitments. Yes. It's insane. Well, He's lifelong. Also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And at one point he had money, then that all disappeared. At one point, bro, he was like $250,000 in debt and still managed to get married again in his 50s. Is that not that the difference boy's between got that dog in him. Is that not the difference between a traditional salt of the earth dude, like one of the lads, a bro, and these like new pussies that are walking around. Dude, Steve is so many of these guys in that position with kids, with debt. With kids. Trying to put the fucking trying to put the pieces together, trying yes. to figure it out. Everything goes away and comes back two, three, four times. Yes. So many guys would have been like, you know what I can't afford? I can afford bullets and I can rent a gun. Right. Not not you know Steve. I can't afford kids. Yes. I try to be like, dude, if I was him. The second my wife died, I'm drawing up a cardboard sign being like kids for free. Yeah. And putting me and my sister in the corner. We're doing a garage sale. There, Everything must go. 100%. And you and your sister have like, will work for food dude, around your neck. Dude, one, I'm two and I'm ready to blow somebody for a hot dog. <laughs> if, my, if, my, if my dad's not my dad. That's the thing. It's fucking nuts. Just to play softball. <laughs> you just want to play softball with your friends. God, I love softball. No, dude. My dad rules through and through and through and through. My dad fucking rules. If I ever meet Steve. You'll meet Steve. I'm I'm going poor that night, getting no, him blackout meet, drunk. You would love it. Every drink is So on here's me. the thing. So I told you this in confidence one time. I have to order custom condoms because I have a wide dong. Yeah. I told that to my dad to be funny. Mm-hmm. He has done the same. Yeah. We're just, it's just whatever happened in our bloodline, we're just retarded. Yeah. There's the billionaire, like the uber billionaire Coke brothers. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Coke family, like the father and son. Sure. But for different reasons, right? The Coke brothers are billionaires. They own Coca-Cola. Yes. You guys are hanging Coke cans. I mean, <laughs> let's let's call it half of a Coke can. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that I got a fucking schlong on me. Are we are, are we talking like a double or triple stack tuna can situation? It's just, bro, it's just a straight up two tuna stack. Yeah. White chunk meat. Trucker in stops mean water. nothing to you because you can't even fit through the glory hole. But the thing there's know, no glory there for that's you. That's the thing. I can't even brag about it because the second I brag about my dung, a lady will see it and be like, what? But I have to be like, no, but it's like Put the size of your head. That's what I'm saying, bro. 
So, like, it's not like my dad had enough dick or enough money or enough anything to justify all of this. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that that boy's got that dog in him. Yeah. And I'm walking around <laughs> with, with that in me, expected to just function as a normal member of society. And it's wild. Yeah. So compound that with the fact that I'm a horrible comedian. I don't know what's going on, bro. Yeah. I don't. I can't do comedy. I can't exist as a real person. I'm fat as hell, but I just got that dog in me. Yeah. Does that answer your original question? Yeah, I was looking for more, like, high school friends and, like, doing (laughs) drugs and, like, hanging out and, like, random crazy shit that you got into. But your entire life story also works, dude. Like, soup to nuts, I think we nailed it. I mean, I got plenty more. I mean, well, we have three podcasts to fill before you bail on this thing. So No, I'm not bailing. This has been going great. (laughs) Oh, thank you. No, you know what? (laughs) Fuck you, Chad. I'm done. I want you to drive your Bronco off a fucking bridge. I mean, let's do it together. We'll Thelma and Louise this motherfucker. As long as the girl I'm seeing is in the backseat holding my hand, I'm ready. Holding your Coke can? (laughs) My hand, Chad, you pervert. I'm holding your hand, and my other hand is on the wheel. I have two hands, so I'm holding your hand, and another one is in backseat with my sweet BB angel. My sweet BBB. My BB. (laughs) So anyway, dude. I can't take you seriously with a baseball hat on from Canada. I was born in Toronto, you It just says fuck. I'm gay. It should it, just be a... Did you get that oh, at Pratt, oh, the Pride oh, Parade oh, yesterday? Oh, I'm from California. I have tattoos in my biceps. You're 40 years old. Hang it up, stupid. You stupid fuck. Hang it up. I wear backwards baseball hats. You're 40. Shut up. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, how long? How much longer can we do this? <laughs> Does it even sell anymore? When I walk up to the bar with a smile on my face, hat or no hat, if I, if I've, if I put a nice pomade that I've overpaid for in my hair sure, and I'm representing, you know, I'm really, I'm peacocking, you know, I'm hanging dong, my white claw, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a Coke can. It's average. I don't believe that for some reason. I'm just... Your yeah. car is way too nice to have a regular dong. Hey man, it's it, your car is sick. What they say is 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 absolutely true. It's it's You're a place Portuguese. It's a place keeper. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. You got a dong on you. I'm brown downtown. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. We this hey, I'm glad we tried this. There's no more two or three. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't need to be belittled for an hour at a time either. I have a fantastic hairline. I'm in moderate shape. <laughs> yes, I may be closing in on 40, Sam, but you know what? I'm happy. I'm Dude, happy. You're the best. I've I never been to therapy once. Yeah, that's a problem. But I'll I love never you. go. I, yeah, it's also a problem. But I love you. You're the best. I should probably do it, huh? I think you're fine, actually. <sighs> Give it time. I could be your therapist. I listen to people talk about therapy, and I'm like, I feel like the entire time <coughs> I would just not be able to take it seriously. Or they would continue, Maybe. like, the the majority of people I talk, and this is so stupid that I'm talking about this, because... Oh, Chad's about to get vulnerable. No. Well, hey. F- cool it, bud. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. I've talked to people that have been in therapy for long periods of time. The resounding voice is always, 
Yes, it's been super fucking helpful. But I would say that too if I was paying thousands and thousands of dollars for something. You're not going to go, yeah, I just threw all that money down a well and I'm still all fucked up. But I've met a shitload of people who are still all fucked up and they go to therapy constantly. I think it's a fucking ruse. Sure. For some people it works, but you have to. It's like anything else. It's like, dude. It's like people that you talk to that are, are, you know, they're addicted to one thing or another thing, whether it's sex your or mom. fucking drugs or my, my mom's fucking cooch. Your mom. So many people, dude. And I'm like, listen. I know I just have to get in line. I know you're a giver, but like. I am. Pull it back. Very charitable. I'm sorry. I'm talking about her. Bro. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with therapy? Here's the thing. Before you continue, and I'll make this brief. Yeah. I would not have moved here if it was not for therapy. I saw a lady on BetterHelp. Go ahead, make your joke, stupid. No, I was going to say. Make little joke. You know, make your joke. Great investment. You and your dad are, you're a chip off the old block. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found what you're looking for? No, dude. Also, My you fucking started it, dude. We wouldn't even be doing this right now if you didn't come at me. Bro, I have not found what I'm looking for. I am not 40. My mom is still dead. I am not 40. I... (laughs) (laughs) All right, so don't go to therapy, you fucking old shit. Do whatever you want. Oh, I'm from California. My hat's backwards. I'm 36. Boo, it's your problem. What? What? What do you have to say? I just feel bad now. <laughs> that just made me feel bad inside. I've been joking this whole time. <laughs> that just made me feel bad inside. I was thinking about going to get another beer, but I'm like, should I should I be drinking on a Sunday at this point in the day? It's almost five. We got all that. Just just in case everybody was wondering what that sound was. Uh Sam is about to uh, choke on his own neck, <sighs> laughing so hard. Oh, that's not nice to say. <laughs> that he leaned back in his chair and knocked over the water bottle that was sitting atop of our uh, <sighs> our kitchen. Big plastic Ozarka Ooh. water bottle. Because I'm 40 and I can't uh, I can't afford better water for my guests. It's empty too. It's been empty for months. <sighs> Really glad that we're doing this. Oh, this is fun, huh? Hey, take a second so you don't die on on live uh, on live podcasts. So you just that's not. Hey, grab on. us a couple hey, of beers. I'll grab you a couple of beers. I don't know what your blood pressure's like, dude, and I don't want to. Hey, that's not very nice of you to say. I would take that headline though. Local Austin comic. Kills. No one knows I do comedy here. <laughs> Everyone does. No one does. Everyone does. When you earlier when you said the thing about people shit on me, is that real? No, of course not. Everybody that I talk to that has met you is like, Sam's the Joe, fucking shit. Except for Joe Bagley. I've known him too long. Joey Bag of Donuts? Can I shit on Joe Bagley for dude, a while? Dude, Joey Bagels is the fucking shit. He's the worst. He I looks, hate him. dude, you know what? He, I hate He him. looks very much like a guy. And you I, want a beer? I, I don't know. He feels like to me, if he didn't get into stand up comedy, he would have started a cult somewhere in like a tropical climate. Yeah, dude. And he would have been very successful. Everyone's like, oh he my could God, have been a billionaire. Like a nice, fun loving guy. I'm like, bro, that I guy's see evil. white that linen everything. Evil. Yeah. Those like braided he, hemp sandals. Oh, of and course. And that hair the yes. same way. Dude, he thinks he's God. Me I and mean, him punched the fuck out of each other last weekend. Actually? <laughs> yes. Not in the face. Oh, yeah, no. Not in the face. But like me and him fought for real. 
Really? Yeah, dude. Over what? I just wanted to hit him. Fair enough. He just was being a dick. Here's the thing with Joe. I've known him for five years. We started comedy together. Yeah. He's like a cousin. I don't like him. Mm. I just don't like him. But I just love him. Yeah. I mean, I can't help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I dislike him, I can't help but just love him. Yeah. And we were out. It was after I sort of had been crawling out of this depressive episode, and I hosted for Finance of the Creek, and I did five shows in a week where previously I haven't done stand-up for months, and I was feeling very good after feeling very bad for, like, months and months and months. Yeah. And we went out drinking... And the whole time he's like introducing me to these new people, which is what he always does. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, people love him because he's like a nice, fun loving, attractive guy. Mm. And so he's introducing me to these new guys. I'm like, these guys are nice and they're fine. And the whole time he's just shitting on me. Yeah. Just shitting on me the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. This one kid we met was telling me he's like a cute, like 23 year old kid. Yeah. Just adorable, cute little kid. And he's like, man, I can't talk to like women and. I don't know what to do, and I'm trying to be like, dog, as we talked about before, I have tits, and women like talking to me. Yeah. Let me help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Meanwhile, you. Meanwhile, Begley is like, dude, if you're taking advice from Sam on how to get pussy, you're fucked. All this type of shit keeps putting me down. Put me down, put me down, because he's either, like, the best guy ever, or he's so sensitive that it gets in the teeth of his ego. Yeah. Where he is the biggest cunt of all Time and he's never had any consequences for his words. Paper tiger. And I was happy to teach him this lesson. You teed off on. We're outside of his apartment, dude, and I throw a right hook that was sent from God. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a fighter. I'm a sweet man. In the face? I'm sorry. Do you connected with him? In the shoulder. Oh, in the shoulder. No, we didn't hit each other in the face. Oh, okay, we're doing dead arms. We're doing dead arms. Dead arms. As yeah. like cousins do. Yeah. And I'm I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a fighter. Mm -hmm. I can throw a fucking punch. Yeah. And I hit him in the shoulder. It was devastating. The fact that he's still in one piece is. I mean, now you're just being too much of a nice guy. So like, (laughs) it got to the point where we were in his hallway and he wasn't like punching back. He was throwing kicks. Oh, he was UFC fighting you. He was UFC fighting me (laughs) because I punched him. He was going for my like my nuts. Like (laughs) it was real, dude. And that's the thing where like I would like. You know, trying to like get him to flinch, and he was like, "Bro, chill." Did like, you trying to kick me? W- in the was nuts. it one of those friend fight moments where you guys were like, "Is this real? Are we doing? No. Is it real?" It was real immediately. Yeah, the inti- you just, know what I'm talking he, about though, where course. you start joking, yes, of course, and then you're like, someone gets a chokehold in, and yes. you're like, "Are we fighting for real?" Yes, because I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. That I was, won't kill you. <laughs> after I threw that punch, he was like, "This is real." <laughs> it was insane, dude. He was like, dude, do you understand? My arm hurts so bad. And he tried to kick me. <laughs> Those are the and moments I'm to, talking about. And he tried to kick me in the nuts. Yeah. I was like, you trying to kick me in the nuts? Yeah. Bro. I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I He definitely has that, that like the I the sweet him. girl starts dating a new boyfriend on like a nineties sitcom, like Party of Five. Yeah. And he tries to like he's he's like very like cordial and sweet to the like all of sure. you know her brother and sister and the mom and dad, but then he takes her out on a date oh. and gets dangerous. He tries to give her Everybody. alcohol. Well, that's uh, at a party. Yes, dude. And like he maybe he goes for first base. He's like about to slide his hand up her top. He's and who, just who busts in? Who busts in? But the fat guy. The fat guy. No, dude. He is the that fat. Guy. Actually, the fat friend in the friend zone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy, but th- that's a. Th- I don't need to get into this right now. No, we don't need to I'm talk sure about it. I'm sure if he listened to this, he'd be very upset. Joe, you stink, but you know I love you. You still stink. Anyway, I'm gay. I honestly, dude, I, I've known Joe for maybe five minutes. He in is the all worst. of our rea- all, like all of our interactions have been very nice. He's been a very sweet guy. He sucks. Yeah. But I'd never get drunk around him because I feel I you just yeah because he'd be like oh Chad what are you fucking uh? no I think he would try he try something maniac. he'd try something try something yeah fuck you yeah he'd try and drug me well take me back to the house no he's like, a good you enough. see this you see this you see where I live you see what I got here <laughs> see where I you live. see where I live That's and so your psychotic. pants are still on That's so psychotic he is the man I just hate him no he's great. No, he's not great. He's a sweetheart. He's a sweet... He's yeah. been very nice to me. Apparently, he kisses I, Mason on the cheek every time he sees him. That's sweet. Yeah. He. I just hate him, but I just... I love him. You know what I think it is, too? I think he's, he's... It's the feeling of... We're antithetical to each other. It, it's the feeling of not being able to grow a beard and wanting to know what it feels like to have a beard. For him? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I would just want to... Can I just... Well, no, he's for just a like... Second? He's just like... Sorry. I just want to rub on it for a second. He's just, just a golden retriever who wishes he could feel like human emotions. Sure, 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 sure. But instead, he's like, oh, my God, a car drove by. Stick. Stick. Yeah. The wind. Yeah. Someone's, tits. Someone's tits. petting me. Tits. Also tits. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, you can't you can't fight your own nature. Are we gay, dude? Both of us? Yeah, I think so. What are we going to do about it? Turn this recording off. We're going to find out. <sighs> Don't threaten me with a fucking good time. <laughs> also... Do we do it? What? Did we fin- did we do it? What do you mean? This? No, we're still going. Oh, okay. We got time. I have to piss a little bit. Same. You want to pause? We can pause. Let's pause. Let's pause. We'll grab a beer. I want to smoke a cig. Is that okay? Ugh. My mom's dead, Chad. Too much time. Fuck. All right, bye. I'll be right back. This has been so much fun. It's going well. This has been the most fun. Oh, it's going okay. <sighs> I want you to piss out of my ass. Are you gonna pee out your butt? No, I want to just regular piss. in your giant dick or do you keep it in your bladder like everyone else?
appreciate that one bit. The girlfriend comment. That's Ooh. unnecessary. Marty Robbins. That fucking rules. Marty Robbins. I just listened to that Marty Robbins Big Iron song. Uh, I'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette. Do you mind? Uh, be quick. Wow.
And we're back. Sorry, guys. A uh, ice cream truck rolled by the house, and I just couldn't help myself. Fuck. It's okay. That mic didn't cost much. Fuck. Oh, sorry. All right, so uh, let's kick off the podcast. I'm here with Big Sam Hunter. <laughs> You're a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> dude, an hour and ten minutes in. Oh, fuck. How fucking great would that be? I would hate it, for sure. All right, so I know this is a super generic question, but I'm curious because... Oh, boy. No, and I, I generally try and steer away from this kind of shit, but since this is the first one that we're doing, um, I'm genuinely interested, like... Obviously, you hear a lot of similar stories from people that get into comedy. It's like, you know, uh, army brats or people that lived in a lot of different places. You know, mm-hmm. it's either like you learn to fight or you learn to fucking be funny. Right. And obviously, you're not a fighter. Uh, so fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just told you I'd be the fuck out of Joe Bagley. He's 110 pounds soaking wet. Shit, you're right. So, uh, I, dude, uh, the image in my head, though, of him... Him trying to UFC fight you in a fucking like a we were in a, the hallway of his apartment building, which is a very like I I, it, I would imagine is like a really high like crystal chandeliers and like <laughs> it smells like an Abercrombie store. Dude, he's trying to throw thigh kicks. Yeah, in his apartment. <laughs> it's so funny. Both of y'all are just red faced drunk. I would just love to do a UFC pay per view event with me and Joe. That'd be hilarious. He'd be so happy. He would have to wear a sumo one of those sumo costumes though. What, I don't so you wouldn't fuck, fuck you? him up too bad. Nah. I'm All right. So. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Chad. You, uh, you you obviously found your way into doing comedy, and you've had enough, you know, you've had enough success to be an op- opener for quite a few, like, heavy, you know, heavier hitter names, dude, coming up. Right. And that, that doesn't just happen. You're a funny fucking guy. Uh, what was what was the thing that set you off though? Was there like a point in your life where you were like, you know, I I want to get on stage and do this? Uh, well, uh, I mean, was it a dare from a friend? Were you out drunk one night? Mm, like, what was your what what was your fucking? I was just always opinionated. Okay, I just always talk shit. Yeah, and being from the Northeast, you kind of have to just like talk shit. You, and you got to pick a lane. Yeah, you, you got to be to talk shit. Yeah. And I was always opinionated, and when I was, like, 18, I went to my buddies, and I was like, I think I should just, like, do comedy. And they were all supportive, because they were like, yeah, go. I mean, you can't do anything else. Yeah. So, go for it. And uh, I did, and it was fun. It was one of those things where it was, like, first uh, first time luck, I guess. Sure. Where I did well. I didn't crush, but I was, like, got laughs. Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing. I went back the next night to do a bringer show where about four friends, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even feel five minutes. It went so bad. Oof. So it was one of those things where, like, I did well the first time, and then the next three years were dog shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's some combination of, like, being Irish and being outspoken and being opinionated, and then looking how I look, people are just like, what's the deal with that fucking guy? Sure. So it's easier to do it in a microphone than it is to do it interpersonally. You remember the first time that you went up? Yeah, of course. Where were you at? I was at Joker's Wild in New Haven, Connecticut. It was a mob-run comedy club that no longer exists. Um, and it was just the open mic. It was ran by this guy named Vinnie Beetle who ripped off every new comic. <laughs> like He was just like a piece of shit guy. And I went up and I talked about like my grandma who was like born in Ireland yeah. and just loved farts. Just I mean, she she was so conservative to the US uh sort of standard that she never wore pants. She only wore like long dresses. 
That's how she never got her hair cut. She never swore. She never drank. She never smoked. She was just like, yeah, dude. She, she was just like, I'm a woman raising. She was a single mom. Yeah. Raising a kid. And I need to just be, go to work, pay the bills, be in the kitchen. And that's it. Yeah. Never wore pants, bro. That's so crazy. And she just loved farts. Yeah. Just loved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she would just rip ass in the kitchen and be like, oh, Steven. My dad's name is Steve. She'd be like, oh, Steven, why would you do that? And, like, she just, that was, like, the most joy she ever got was just farting. Finally, when I was, like, I think 12 years old, she was in her 70s. And my dad finally convinced her to take, like, a sip of alcohol because she mm-hmm. never have in her, like, she never has in her life. And she takes a sip of scotch and she goes, oh, Steven, I think I'd rather a good fart. Like, just like this lady just loved farts. It was insane. All she would do was like pinch your ass. Like, I just come from like retards who love being retarded. Yeah, yeah. So a combination of all that is like, I'll just try stand up. Yeah. And uh, I, I sucked and I still do. But I just uh, put it. No, it's not. It's an objective. If I would, you know, conti- like the situation, like I, I feel, I feel like you're you're bringing up something that's like I, I think is is something I think about a lot. Right? Is like really good deep conversations with people can be interesting if you're able to find them, but very few people actually want to deal with that, mm-hmm. especially like. You know, our generation doesn't have a whole lot of like really heavy, difficult shit that we've had to necessarily get through. Right. Like American kids nowadays, we, you know, we, we've had wars. There's obviously every generation has their stuff, but mm-hmm. it's so cushy for us that I feel like our generation and maybe the generation that came after us, you know, uh, they were so. I, I don't know. There, there was like a mystification of life that nothing was ever really difficult. So you never really had to laugh at anything or find a laugh. Right. And the generation that came before that, like my dad's generation, my grandmother's generation specifically. Right. Had it so fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. That if you weren't completely fucked up and like closed off from the world from it, you were constantly looking for the laugh. Yes, correct. And my grandmother was a first-generation Polish immigrant, came over here. Yuck. I know, right? Gross. Polish. <sighs> the worst. Trash. She came over here with 16 bucks, dude, and she raised, she, you know, had the misfortune of having an alcoholic, severely alcoholic husband from oh, Polish. No my shit. sister uh, my, or my missed. aunt and my dad, right? Okay. And she had to raise them on her own. So she ha- she was very calloused when we were teenagers because we right. I didn't get it. Like, I couldn't see her. And then when I started to get a little bit older and I would hang out with her, she was always looking for the laugh. Like, yeah, always. Because she you just... hanging out, being a California boy. Like, well, oh, my God, the sun. There was a seriousness. This bitch is like, if this guy drinks one more shot, I'm about to get the shit beat out of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we need bread. Well, and, dude, she would work, you know, uh, like, two shifts a day at least at this fucking cookie factory like bagging shit up somehow bought three houses in northern california with that money raised two kids by herself like this is the kind of shit you don't hear about people doing anymore ever right right i respect the fuck out of it but the thing that bummed me out the most about her whole situation was i was too in my own thing and our, our family was so uh 
I think my dad was working so hard to make sure that our life was different from theirs that I never got to know her very much when I was a kid. I wish I would have because she was hilarious, dude. Right. You put one gin martini, vodka martini down this woman, and she is the biggest fucking weakness poker, shit talker, fuck around, like just... But she was very, it it was always very dark because of where she came from. But like, same fucking thing, dude. She just didn't, you know, she knew what the hard part of life looked like. And yeah, she was in in a very similar way, which is always more down for the farts. You know what I mean? It it is. It is. You can call that retarded or you can call it supremely intelligent because a lot of smart people... Well, I mean, a lot of smart people, I think, lean on the things that fuck them up and think that they have some sort of like edge on life that somebody or I've seen, you know, no one likes the guy that's so heady and wants to talk all the time about serious shit. No, you know, no, it's God never no. fun for anybody. No. And, and people that have been through real things know that. So people are like, oh, she's so closed off or she's so guard or he's so guarded. And it's like, no, they just don't want to fucking they, they don't want to deal you their bullshit. Yeah. They right. know what it feels like already. Right. No, 100%. Be fun. Dude. Be fun, yes. have fun, enjoy your fucking life. Because yeah. if you've seen actual hardship and hard shit, like sleeping on the floor in a fucking condo and eating off of a fucking table that most frat bros jump off of a fucking flight of stairs onto to try and collapse when they're fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. Now you know what that feels like. You don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah. You want to fucking party. You want to tell dick jokes. You want to have fun. You want to make other people laugh. You want to fart, bro. You want to fucking fart. fart. Can we just... <laughs> Come pull, on. Pull, pull, we're going to cheers to that. You want to fucking fart. Yeah, I mean, it speaks to like the For anyone that doesn't think farts are funny, you're part of the fucking problem. They're just hiding it. Everyone thinks farts are funny. Everyone. They're just hiding. But it just speaks to like the complexity of human beings where... A lot of people who have had it really, really good are just miserable, and they want to take that out on other people, and it's just a fucking bummer, man. It's just a bummer. I think, but don't, don't you think they're miserable because there's... Okay, so this is the analogy that I like to use for rich people, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do, like, harder drugs when you were a teenager or, like, young man? Did you ever do, like, Molly or Coke? No, just booze. Oh, well, I was, like, in my, in my early 20s, Coke, yeah. You did Coke? Yeah. Okay. So you do Coke for the first time, or you smoke weed for the first time, and you have that high. Yeah. Right? Up until that point in your life, you don't know what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. You've never known. And then it hits you, and you're like, holy fuck. Right. Some experience like that you have, and it's fucking extraordinary you know what i mean it like blows your mind apart and you're like holy shit like if you the first time i did molly i remember thinking nothing will ever be this good ever again right right yeah yeah yeah. and then from that point on this is how people end up doing fucking heroin until they die selling all of their shit off and closing their life off to all the people that love them is because you're chasing that fucking dragon the whole time right you're like i need that high again you'll never get it You'll never get it. And there's some people that are smart enough to go, I'll never get it again, and I don't want it anymore because I know I'll never get it. Rich people that are born into money or people that have a certain amount of wealth and comfort growing up think that that's owed to them, and they're constantly tra- – like ch- they spend their whole life chasing this dragon right. that they think is happiness they're just spoiled, and comfort. Dude. 
but it's it, that that isn't genuine happiness at all. No, because if you hate spoiled. yourself and you have all this nice shit, yeah. you can still be in a Ferrari and feel like shit, dude. Yes. So when I was talking earlier about how I was born into money and then two marriages later had zero money, the closest my family was together was when my dad was like a quarter million dollars in debt. Yep. Because we had nothing else. All you have so is you your, have each to other. Wake up yeah. and be like. Well, I better fucking learn to love these people because we I all have we got. nothing. And we all we got, Chad. Let's go. And that saying gets me so fired up because I say that to people and they a lot of the times don't quite understand what that is. No. They're like, oh, we all we got, huh? Fucking my mom's, you know, you're dead. Something, who cares? But like, it's we all we got, bro. Yeah. It's like. People love talking about how, like, the end is near and our society's collapsing and all this shit. And it's like, yes, there's giant problems in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, accessible jobs for people who were born into poverty has—the pay rate has stayed the same. Meanwhile, rent has quadrupled. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. No doubt. However, where else are you going to go? Where else are you going to go, my guy? Yeah. We still live in a place where people are going to sell their fucking kidneys for the possibility of living here, Mm -hmm. knowing they might get arrested at the border or deported once they get here. And they're still like, what's my kidney worth? 25K? Take it. I'm fucking going. And that's and people who just grew up in like upper middle class, bro. That's where I'm from. It's Connecticut. It's either people in extreme poverty or who are just upper middle class fucking saints who have no idea what it's like to struggle. Yeah. And they are just the most miserable people I have ever met because they don't know any part of the alternative. And it's fucking Insane. I've been saying this shit for years. I think a college course and a credit for at least a semester should be working in some form of hospitality. Oh, dude. Because if the you one thing clean I, up shit dude, for three months in college, I can show you an entire generation class, whatever you want to call it, of people that I have had the pleasure of working with for the past two decades of my life in hospitality that literally come over here with nothing live in homes with 10 or 15 other people and are shit on constantly for it yes and send they do it because not because of necessity it's self it's selflessness they come over here with nothing they have nothing they work their fucking asses off twice as hard as all of the people around them and watch all of these people spend money extravagantly mm-hmm. while they show up dog tired and are just over the moon to get a couple of free beers at the end of the night and like experience some sort of fucking, you know, release for a little bit. Right. So that they can send, I would say 60 to 70% of their paycheck back home. Yes. So that the rest of their family can come over here and try and make this happen. It's insane. And people still shit on them. Still. It's insane. So, oh, they're lazy. Mexicans are lazy. It's like, no motherfucker. You, (laughs) you see, A quarter of a half a percent of what you think that population looks like. Yeah. And you pass judgment on that. Think that like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're all criminals and they're fucking drug people. No, dude, the the majority of these fucking people are the humblest, nicest and most hardworking motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. They come over here with nothing and they spend their whole life literally sending all of the shit they could be spending on themselves back to their family to yeah. try and get more of them over here. Right. 
That's how bad it is there. That's what I'm saying. And you're going to complain that your fucking coffee was cold at Starbucks. No, of course. It's... We live in a country where there's... Cunts. Fucking cunts. Pardon me. We live in a country where there is the most opportunity and the worst people. Potentially, yes. I would say 1,000%. Yeah. But yeah, it's exactly what you're saying, bro. It's like... You know, there's a joke in the Northeast... About like being in New York. Let's say you're like a rich person. You live in New York City. You're raising a kid. Everyone, the babysitter is like Jamaican or from like the Trinidad and Tobago, and everyone's like, "Ha These big black ladies love raising kids. It's like, do you think they love wiping the shit out of your kid's ass? No. They're doing it because the job is available. Yeah. And they will do anything. To oh, stay they love here. family so much. They just—they're just such good caretakers. And, well, that's another thing, you bro. And cunt. I, it's crazy. You dumb cunt. But like, our generation's broken because we for, we come from a generation of people where the divorce rate was fifty percent. We were taught to like, you know, break away from your family, mm-hmm. do what you want to do. You want to be a fucking, and it's fucking. All of us up. And people wonder why they're miserable. Yeah. It's because you have no sense of family. You have no sense of community. You have no work ethic. And you're just... Everything is just blaming, 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 yeah. blaming, blaming. And it's fucking insane. Are there problems? Yes. Yeah. I'm not about to sit here and fucking do a Heil Hitler to this country. This country's fucked. Our, our government is insanely corrupt. The system is fucked. Our politicians are getting bought out by corporations every day. I'm not fucking retarded. Yeah. I see all of this. Yeah, yeah. And I still say I would never, ever live anywhere, anywhere else, else, no anywhere matter else. what. Because you know why? Because there's still bitches on OnlyFans who can put their farts in a jar and become millionaires. Yeah. Where else is that going to happen? Yeah. And you're telling me you're not excited for what the future holds? Um, you could buy real estate in a fake place called the Metaverse right now yeah. and become a fucking billionaire in 10 Snoop years. Snoop Island. And you're going to be like, oh, but I don't, you don't want to live on Snoop Island. You know, the fucking, oh, the country is blue. As opposed to what, bitch? Yeah. The same way people talk about Austin. Austin's fucking gay. It's, it's small. The people here stink. I agree with every single one of those points. Yeah. No doubt. It's a small-ass city filled with dork-ass white people who I don't want to talk to with self-righteous cunts. But guess what? Where else am I going to go? Nowhere. Yeah. I'm staying right fucking here. And my girl, not my girlfriend, but, you know, I'm seeing her. We're not together. Blah, blah, blah. She's born and bred in Austin, South mm-hmm. Austin, Mexican yeah. girl. And she's like, oh, my God, this city is changing so much. It's because of you. And she's talking to me because I'm white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, lady, you've had it too good for too long. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the fucking real world. Yeah. There's, this is the most booming economy in the world. And you're going to be like, oh, things are changing. This city sucks now. Boo. It's like, really? Because there's a million jobs happening every single day. Yeah. It's bananas. I would like to give everybody a hug and say, hey, it's okay. You're doing good. I wish you were born with more money, too. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. But we can figure this out. Oh, man. I I mean, hopefully we can. Hopefully we fucking can. 
dude, the system's broken, but it's still the best. Yeah, but the system's kind of always been broken, and we figure of it course. out. We figure of it course. out. I will say this. The the, the overarching, like, uh, situation with the pandemic the last couple of years, mm-hmm. like, exacerbated everyone's fucking, like, loco. Like, uh, people are fucking crazier sure. than they've ever been. For sure. And the majority of the reason that I feel like people got to the place that we are now is because we went from the precipice of kind of having, like— we went from a point where you either elected to stay in your house more of the time and disassociate from people to you're now directed to stay in your house. And a lot of people were like, ooh, that feels nice. Right. You know, and they were more into that. And what happens from that, that situation is you go from someone who's kind of a cunt and has oh. to go out every once in a while and deal with real people in the real world and remembers what it's like to be a human being mm-hmm. to even the most normal person kind of separating and detaching from that in their mind and becoming that guy, that previous guy, a little bit more. So the crazy got crazier and the sane got a little bit crazy. Right. And now we're in a position where people are back out and nobody really knows what to do. It's like dogs chasing cars. You know, it's like we have we have it back now, but people are like, you know, people are just so much more fucking edgy, dude. It's just and it's like, you, you know, there's never been. And I don't think there ever will be a fucking perfect world. It just doesn't exist. No, it's not something that will ever exist. It won't happen in our generation. Surely, you know, it's it's definitely not coming for the next yeah, one, dude. unfortunately. People need people to work labor jobs. That's how that's has how in society is intact. Mm-hmm. The government, we have enough technology and resources to understand that we could all be fine. Yeah. However, society needs to be intact with labor workers. If the labor workers go away and they get out of poverty, if everyone escapes poverty, our society would collapse yes. because we would all just kill each other for each other's resources. I uh, so, so it's like I I've done road trips across the country and one of the things that is real eye opener and the gay sex. Yeah, it's a dude and that's awesome. <laughs> USA. If you've never thrown back a yellow jacket and done a popper in a fucking trucker bathroom and, you know, really seen the dark side of life, you haven't lived. Uh, You don't have to be 18 years old to see the back of an 18 wheeler, kids. Uh, What was that? I didn't say anything. No. Uh, So, (laughs) no, you stop in some of these towns. And one of the things I remember specifically thinking uh, going in and out of these, like, really, really small towns, like desolate rural. Yeah. Is you go, what fucking happened? To where that person, that like whoever that is behind the counter, that fucking Circle K or whatever, just stopped here. Right. That family was raised here. That kid was born here. And they never really had that thought that was like, there's other stuff outside of this. Right. You know, it's a selfish way to think. But at the end of the day, you you really break it down and you go, well, not everyone is built that way. Not yeah. everyone comes into the world and goes... There's more than this. Right. right. That's what defines really uh, interesting, outgoing, fucking crazy people that end up doing groundbreaking shit. Yeah. There are tears to this thing, man. And you see, I mean, you joke around and you say I'm retarded and, you know, whatever. And and I'm gay, which is true. But both of those are very true. 
But there are actual, and I don't, I'm not trying to make this a similarity at all, but there are people that are born in very small towns and like the fucking job, like people will throw parties if their kid gets the fucking manager position at an Applebee's. Dude, that's noble. Because it's, you're making 45 grand a year and you, fuck, you can buy a double wide and you can have a comfortable life now. That's noble. There's a, yes, there is a fucking, that's why I'm saying, but there is levels to this shit. Of course. And the same way we were talking about the fucking back house workers in restaurants. Yes. Like, those are guys that found out that they could make, you know, a very good living, not putting, not nailing roofs onto houses, not framing, not falling off ladders and fucking dying. Right. And that is their chosen profession. But they don't have the education or the fucking wherewithal to get anything really better. Some of them do climb out. Yeah. You see a lot of guys that fucking climb out. No, I mean, it's but hard. But at the end of the day, dude, at people have a station for a reason. You're, a, you're, I don't think it's appointed to you. I don't believe in fate, but like... There, there is a fucking hierarchy to this shit. And a lot of people, especially people that come from an easy or I wouldn't say easy, but a, a granted situation to begin with are always right. the ones for the majority of it. They're, the, the majority of them are always the ones that are like, oh, we need equal pay. We need equal job. Right. We need this. We yeah. need that. And it's like, do we? Well, they're, I mean, they're coming from a good place. No, no, no. I, and, and, then, and I'm not like, arguing that. But, like the but it's also it, an, it's like, it's also it's also a fucking it, it's. I, I think it I, it's coming from a good place, but it's not coming from a position of an educated understanding of yeah. what is happening. I know, and that's, you cannot have that in a modern society. It just no, I don't think it, it no, exists. Of course, no, of course not. And yeah, I I just wish I had an answer. Because I wish I could have an opinion and then be like, hey, all of you who Say are what's in, in, your heart, in poverty. And Whites on top. Okay, fine. There's only one race here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I could tell people in poverty who are struggling and are fucking furious because I feel you, bro. I make 36 cheese a year. Mm. Like, I stink. I fucking stink. I wish I could tell people doing worse than me to be like, hey, hang in there or maybe try harder. Because I know that's not how it goes. No. You need to be connected. Try harder means nothing. Exactly. You need to be connected. You need to know somebody. You have to have, like, an extremely valuable skill that is, like, God-given or you learn. So I wish I had a solution, and I don't. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's still better than the other options. Yeah. And here's – Okay. If better not, here than not, anywhere. Exactly. If you're better not in complete poverty and you're kind of like lost and gay and your mom's dead just like me, you start with a family. Start with a family. That's it. If you don't have one, make one. Find someone you love, love them, make a family. Then once it's established and you're still alive, start with the community. Those should be the number one and two priorities of our society. And those but things for can flip reason, flop, but I agree with you. I would certainly. say build a community and then start a family. You're probably not wrong about that. Yeah. Either way, I don't care. Do one of the two. Think family, think community. Because the main thing you get from community that you need before you start a family. Donate to my Patreon. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the main thing you get from community before you start a family 
is something that I think feeds all of the other negative shit that we were talking about, which is self-awareness. Sure. The one thing that you can count on with people around you, especially if you surround yourself with honest, good people, they don't even need to be good. They can just be honest. Yeah. Is someone, when you're on your bullshit, to go, you're a fucking idiot, dude, and that is a stupid thing that just came out of your mouth. And make you very aware of it. Yeah. Because there are enough channels out there, including this one, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, that will feed you terrible ideas and stupid shit and reinforce all of the bad ideas in your head. Yeah, your mom's gay. <laughs> so gay, dude. And you need to be able to bounce. You have to be able to bounce shit off of people mm-hmm. to have a perspective on anything. Because it's if you don't, it's a closed loop, and you're just going to stay the same weird, fucked-up person that you've been your whole life. And this is why I tell everyone to go to therapy. Right. Best investment you can make. I mean, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, here's the thing. Human beings are retarded. We're all trying to survive. We're all just trying to get by. Things are weird right now. Everything's uncertain. No one knows what's going on. Just try your best... Not to make your problems everybody else's problems. Start with that. And I guarantee you, you'll start meeting people who want to help you because you want to help them. That's it. Chad. Thanks for, uh, you guys, thanks for showing up to this TED Talk today with uh, Sam Hunter. Just, just, everyone sucks. Just don't suck. Just don't suck. Well, I would say try and suck less a little bit. Suck less. Try and suck less a little bit. Be less fat. Be less like your mom. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Just stop taking your shit out on every fucking buddy else. Everyone has their own shit. God, I hate everybody. I love you. But I won't take it out on anybody. I love you. I love you too. All right, y'all. That was literally the first episode. You were here for it. Of the Temple of Incels podcast. (laughs) The Temple of Incels rules. The Temple of Incels podcast. Uh, We're going to do this two more times, and if we don't get completely canceled or uh, decide that we just want to be a gay couple and move in together, uh, we'll we'll continue to fucking do this. Uh, Expenses in half. I just want to say massive congrats to you on all the shit that you've been doing, the hosting, the opening, the fucking spots that you've been getting. Uh, Plug your fucking socials, man. It's very nice. Don't you fucking roll your eyes at me for giving you a legitimate compliment. I haven't been doing shit. shit. I've been delivering liquor. Anyway, take it where you can get it, motherfucker. Hey, I'll eat my own ass in front of you right now. If you want to see me deliver liquor to a Mexican restaurant, you can follow me at Twin Liquors. Actually, nah, who cares? Uh, (laughs) Follow me on Instagram. Plug your fucking socials, dude. At Big Sam Hunter on Instagram. That's it. Thank you. I'm gay. Really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, Shut up. 